welcome to Mastery Prep's first ever podcast. It's quite exciting. Uh, we uh, we all here feel like like little kids about to take an ACT test or something. Uh, a little nervous doing this first thing. Uh, my name is Craig Gehring. I'm the founder of Mastery Prep here with uh, two awesome people, Oliver Pope, our director of products and training, and uh, Lisa, who Lisa Redman, who heads up our product development uh, department. Y'all say hi. Hello. Hi. So uh, the three of us, we've basically um, spent our entire adult lives at this point, or it feels like it, uh, just taking the ACT over and over again. It's like a Groundhog's Day, uh, except with a standardized test. Um, we're kind of going to mix as many metaphors as possible. We're like in a little life raft, uh, paddling through an ocean of, of bubbles, um, bubble sheets. Um, trying to get to our destination of helping students get higher ACT scores. And uh, today, uh, I just uh, want to kick things off. We, uh, we have a really big saying at Mastery Prep that content is key, um, that content moves the dial. Um, and uh, because of that, um, that, that's not really the fun things to talk about, though. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think that uh, what students like, what you probably want to hear more than anything else is when I don't know the stuff, when I don't know how to do the things, how can I guess and get the right answer anyway? In other words, how can I get the maximum number of points with the minimal effort possible? So uh, with that being said, uh, I would, I'd like to hear from either Oliver or Lisa, you, you sound off. What, do you, what is your favorite cheesy, what's the cheesiest, most god-awful, horrible, but very effective guessing technique uh, on the ACT. All right, I'll, I'll jump in. So the cheesiest thing I think we could do for guessing, so you're taking the math test, one of the things you'll notice about the ACT and really most standardized tests is that the wrong answer, uh, the set of wrong answers are very similar to the correct answer. And this makes sense because the correct answer is sort of the basis for the wrong answers. What they do is they take the right answer and they change it to make the wrong answers. So as a result, any answer choice that's totally different from the other choices as something that makes it completely different is very, very unlikely to be the right answer. So if you have to blindly guess a question, don't guess the odd one. Guess the one that's like the rest. It doesn't always work, but it definitely increases your chance of guessing. Okay. So basically you're saying that the, the AC test writers, they're trying to trick the student, basically. They're trying to... Uh, give some some trick answers there yeah exactly so basically the way a test writer works is they create one correct answer and then on the ACT for the math for example there are four incorrect answers and what they do is they create what are often called trap answers or distractors or even attractor answers and these are answers that will pull a student off from the correct answer typically they're the result of doing one thing wrong so what typically happens is you'll have everything set up right You'll make one mistake, and then that choice appears. You pick it. But if you do a problem and you literally have no idea what to do, you'll notice that if there's a choice that you know basically is very similar to the rest, that's probably the one to go for. But more importantly, if there's one that's really different, it's probably the result of a trap uh, mistake. Don't pick that one. Okay. Can you give me an example of a trap, like a typical trap that the ACT test writers might use? Right. So. One of the ways this works really well is when you have a word problem and you have to translate it into an equation. So on the math section, you'll see a word problem. You know, Joe Smith is making W widgets and he has to do W widgets for H hours or something, right? And they have this word problem that sets up and the correct answer might be, you know, X equals WH plus 12. 
divided by three, right? So what will happen is the wrong answer might be that exact equation, but instead of dividing by three, they'll divide it by two. But what will happen is only one choice will have divided by two, and three of them will have divided by three, and then one of them will say divide by four, right? So what's happening is the right answer wants you to divide by three. The wrong answers have you somehow misinterpreting uh, the division piece. So what you end up doing is, uh, if you're going to guess, don't go for those that They'll go for those that, that are just totally different from the <laughs> Oliver's laughing because he's, like, super excited as he's describing this tip and just, like, whacked his microphone. Just, Sorry. Just slapped his microphone like it was being disrespectful. Sorry about that. That's uh, okay. So, but anyways, you eliminate the ones where you're dividing by a number that's very different from the rest. Those are probably just the results of making mistakes. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Now, Lisa, now that you're, you're done hysterically laughing at Oliver, could you share with us your favorite cheesiest guessing technique yes I'd be glad to so when I was growing up my parents used to always tell me that if I didn't become a lawyer I had missed my calling and that is because they would tell me I couldn't do something and I would just pick apart their arguments um, left and right to figure out all the reasons that they were wrong and why I should be allowed to do something so my favorite tip is on the science test and it's called eliminating contradictions and it's about picking apart why arguments are wrong so you get these questions on the ACT on the science where they'll say um, yes, because blah, blah, blah. Yes, because blah, blah, blah. No, because, no, because. And you have these reasons that are listed. And so I think because I love to do this, I love this technique because you can eliminate wrong answers simply by checking which ones are contradicted by the passage. And once you do that, you have fewer answers to guess from. And if you are just trying, if you don't know how to answer the question and you're trying to guess, it's always better to have fewer answers because that ups your probability of getting the question right. So you should just, you should lawyer up. Or exactly. you, should be a, you should be a disrespectful child. Right. You should be a child ACT. that will not, will not listen and wants to do what they want to do and figure out why the arguments about why you can't do something are totally, totally wrong. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'll share my uh, favorite, cheesiest, horrible guessing technique. And I, I guess I, I, this one's near and dear to my heart because I, I went over this in a teacher workshop um, last month and kind of shared my most recent findings on this. And the, the feedback I got from one teacher was like, this is just wrong. It just feels wrong even sharing this with students. Like it just goes, like you could tell that they were communicating. This was against the very fiber of this teacher's being. Like he hated the fact that he was having, he was sharing this technique. And so I think that, I mean, that, that qualifies as, as super cheesy. So basically uh, we've taken a look at some recent ACT tests and seen uh, what answer choices are correct. And we found that generally there's an even distribution of choices like A and F or B and I think is it is it G that goes with B to column That's two right. and column three is C and H. Um, and so there's a generally even distribution. But when you go towards the back of the test, when you go towards the back of the test, that distribution gets crazy. And so because of that, we can actually tell you uh, what answer choice, if you're just blindly guessing at the end of the test, which you should never be doing, right? You should be getting through the test, you should be managing your time, yada, yada, yada. But let's say you have to blindly guess. There is a certain answer choice you should never blindly guess, and it goes directly against the age-old saying on uh, what you should do on a standardized test. And actually on the math test, there's this weird one that seems recommended. Again, it's a guessing strategy. And the ACT in any moment on any test can change up this distribution. They might be listening to this podcast right now and therefore punishing all of our listeners. However, um, for now, until they mess with their test, uh, this is the case. So 
And actually, Oliver had an interesting theory about kind of why this is, which I'd like for him to share. But basically, if you get to the last 10 questions, you should, that old saying, when in doubt, Charlie out, you know, choose C, choose that middle, is like the, the last thing that you should do. The distributions show that that is the worst guess you can possibly make uh, towards the back of the test. And actually, on the math test, so for English and for reading for science, that's all I can tell you because the distributions beyond that are not, there's not much difference between choosing column one, column three, column four, uh, column one, column two, and column four. There's not that much difference between A, B, or D. But on math, um, you should avoid both choices B and C, both columns two and three, and actually it seems like the most popular choice by, by, a, by a pretty wide margin is column five, uh, choice E, on that answer document, which is sort of weird. So the big takeaway though is when in doubt, Charlie out is a great way to miss out on a lot of points on uh, the end of each ACT test. But Oliver, you had an idea about kind of why that is, why, why we're seeing that trend. Yeah, so I don't really know how much this bears out, but I do know that when test writers generate questions, they want to, they want to have a gradient of difficulty, that they want certain students that get a certain score to correlate to getting correct answers on certain questions, yada, yada. Basically, what that boils down to is that they don't want students who are scoring a low score in the math to get a high percent right on the harder questions. They want them to get a low percent right. Well, in the math, especially, the the harder questions tend to come at the end. And there's this general trend of students running out of time at the end of all of the tests. So students tend to guess a lot more towards the end, especially students who tend to score a little lower on the scale. So most people are very biased for picking C. I've also seen a lot of bias towards picking B. Very, very few people guess E. It's a very odd guess letter. I've seen a handful of students incline that way. But what basically happens is the test writers, I suspect, know people are guessing a lot. The data probably shows that they're guessing a lot and probably skews the proportion of what people pick for answers. So if they have C be the right answer towards the end, then people are guessing a lot right. So what they do instead is make it a little bit skewed off of C so that when people are guessing C, they're not getting an advantage. So just my little pet theory about it, but I think it, I think it makes sense. Either way, though, the, the numbers do show that C is definitely not, not the way to go for guessing. Great. Okay, any last words on guessing? Go ahead, Oliver. I was going to say, uh, just to echo Craig's point, guessing is your backup, and make sure that when you're selling it, uh, to students, or if you are a student and you're thinking to yourself, I'm taking my ACT, don't go in there and say, all right, so the big takeaway is don't guess C. Got it. <laughs> uh, the big takeaway needs to be, you know, learn the strategies, learn how to approach the test. But if you look at your clock and you have five questions left and you have to guess, you know, take that guess, make sure you fill it in because there's no penalty. But if you do it, just be a little, little savvy about how you guess. You might be able to squeeze out one more raw point, which is enough sometimes to bump you up a whole point on your composite. Right. It's always important to remember to answer the questions you know how to answer. The tips that we're giving are for how to move and keep going when you feel like you want to freeze and you want to stop moving because you don't know what the answer is and you freak out. These are guessing techniques, and these are supposed to be used to keep moving forward and keep progressing on the test and to get past those questions that you actually don't know how to answer. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll accentuate that just to remind uh, everyone in the audience that on the ACT, there is no penalty for guessing. And so when you get stuck on a question and you're towards the end of the test and you're trying to decide, should I or, or should I not make a guess? The choice is always guess. If you, if you don't know how to get to the right answer, guess. And uh, that's actually the case now even with the new SAT. Um, there's, there's no penalty for guessing 
on either one of those tests. I want to thank you very much for joining me. Uh, we really enjoyed this very first podcast. Um, we got to cover some outrageously cheesy guessing strategies. And in our next podcast, we're actually going to tackle the subject of test anxiety and what you can do to help get your, get your game face on for uh, ACT test day. So uh, we'll talk with you then. Again, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.